Welcome, everybody, to the X Factor Podcast. I am Coach Brew, riding shotgun with me in the vehicle, moving 100 miles an hour, is um, the uh, strikingly handsome, insanely articulate John S. Rennie. And in the bottom square, um, if this were a vehicle actually moving 100 miles an hour, he'd either be strapped to the roof or jammed into the trunk. Uh, with a gag wrapped around his mouth so he couldn't scream. And that's the DFE, Parker, our show producer. DFE stands for Director of Frickin' Everything. He does it all. If you see our Twitter account, he's tweeting. Uh, he sometimes tweets random things like, what animal do you think you are? And then we'll tweet a gif of a panda bear every time. So if nothing else, he's predictable, and he's just bringing you, you know, a, a little in this crazy, insane world, yes. a little, little element of stability yep. and consistency. He's yep. something you can count on. He's our rock, and his real name is Parker. Hi, Parker. Hey. Can you call him right. a rock? He's a rock. Like he's a regular, he's a veritable Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Look at the kid. I yeah, I can see it. I mean, the tattoos. Also, he's also Amish, so there's right. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they let him off the reservation or the compound or whatever it's called there in Lancaster. Uh, Jebediah might even know he might not even know he's missing at this point. No, can't can't search. Tell them you're going to a barn raising and you'd be right back. Yep. Just ran as far as I could. Because <laughs> he's not allowed to travel in a motorized vehicle. Right. That's why he ran, like Forrest Gump. Um, this episode of the X Factor podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee. BottomGunCoffee.com is where you can go to get the greatest coffee known to man. Yes. Juan Valdez drinks Bottom Gun Coffee. That's how yep. good it is. It's very true. Yeah. So go there, get some. It is a coffee made by submarine veterans, uh, which is why they are so near and dear to John Rennie's heart. Yes. And uh, do you sleep in bottom gun PJs every night, John? Do you love them that much? That's the uh, rumor I heard. I cannot, I can neither confirm nor deny that I sleep in bottom right. coffee. Well, lucky for us, we installed a periscope <laughs> in your bedroom, and we're just going to prop it up there and take a look around and verify that. Somehow, so, raise raise scope in the bedroom. That seems like that's something wrong there. But yep. Yeah. Um, this episode has already gone on off the rails. User generated content. Yes. User generated. When I say user generated content. What I mean is, one of our P1 listeners. Uh, if you're not familiar with the term P1, I'm going to have John explain it because, as I told you, he's insanely articulate. I'll have John explain that in a second. But one of our P1 listeners, Mr. James Elliott, shout out. No free shout outs. We're shouting out James Elliott. Yes, um, Sir James of Elliott submitted a suggestion for an X Factor topic. Yes, and. He would love to take credit for it. I almost gave him credit for it, but it's really um, coming from his better half, uh, Mrs. James Elliott. Yes. 
We do not know her name. She probably prefers to remain nameless on this show if she's smart, which I'm sure she is, because she married up and she married James. Right. She's probably remaining anonymous, but she suggested X-Factor Disney princesses, which in theory you would think would be, John, the ultimate paradox, three handsome gentlemen yes. who ooze masculinity. Right, of course. Discussing Disney princesses. Yeah, I think this was this a... Hang on, John. This wasn't so much like a suggested topic as it really was Mrs. James Elliott yes. laying down the gauntlet, issuing That's us it. a challenge. I yeah. bet you guys can't pull this shit off. Yes, this and is what... Uh, we that I call... say, hold my beer, young lady. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what we call stump the chumps, you know, from the old car talk days that when they try to stump... I'm triggered. I am triggered. Yes, they're trying to stump us. You said to give us Trump. A that we can't handle you said Trump on this show. I know. I didn't say Trump. I would never say. You said stump Trump. Stump, stump the. I jumps. am triggered. <laughs> I thought we got rid of mean tweets and orange <laughs> man bad. I that with five dollar gas. You remember? What'd you say then? Stump the chumps. Oh, chumps. Okay. Oh, I feel so much yeah. better now. I'm, or whatever. I'm, uh, I'm in my safe space again. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't want yeah. yeah. I'm just over here biding my time. You too, huh? Well, uh, yeah. So we've got Disney princesses. That should be interesting. But let me tell you what a P1 listener, you, re- you referenced a P1 listener. P1 is the top of the top, the, the top tier listeners uh, that are listening to our show. They're engaging with our content. They're giving us ideas for the uh, for different episodes. They're giving us feedback. They're making videos. They're sending us voicemails. These are the people that are actively engaged in our show. They're telling their friends about who we are. Uh, they're retweeting our, our shows. They're commenting on the, uh, our social media. These are the top tier listeners that we have and we want to encourage you to be a top tier listener as well and the thing is you know we don't did we, your dog just open the door, yes, her yes, the door. yeah yeah uh, one of them did Jeez. she probably is hungry because she's always hungry and the other one is gonna just sit there and stare at the door she's staring at the corner actually past <laughs> the door anyway I just, I'm impressed. She opened the door and let herself out. And then here we have Parker, who isn't even housebroken yet. I know. Isn't that amazing? But we encourage everyone. It's, it's not, how do I say this? It is an elite group, but everyone's welcome. It's a great way to put it, man. Yeah. Even so Cougars. Did- we have a lot of Cougar listeners. <laughs> we have... We have learned that we have a lot of Cougar listeners as well. Yes, that's a whole category. That's the, I don't know what that is. We have the P1s and we have the Cougars. They're separate. A beautiful niche audience. It is. It's a niche. That's what it is. Yeah. So so we were challenged with looking and talking about Disney princesses. And I actually, okay, I have to admit it. I actually did my research last night. I watched 
a Disney movie last night to prepare for today's podcast. I do my research. This isn't just some run-of-the-mill podcast where it's a bunch of goofballs just talking about random subjects. <clears throat> we do our research. We do detailed research. I, for, for our fans, I actually sat through a Disney movie last night, a Disney princess movie, you so that research? I could bring you content. You did research? <laughs> yeah, I did this time. It's a whole new world, folks. It is a whole new world. See what I just did there? I see what you just did there. Yeah. Uh, so the question is, who goes first? Well, since you seem to be so enchanted, <laughs> maybe you should go first. All right. So I watched a show last night on the Disney Channel. And I will give you a little hint of what I watched. When it was over, were you tangled ever after? <laughs> I was not. But. You're so brave. I'm on a roll. All right. That's what I watched. The theme song from Cocktail with Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. It is The Little Mermaid. I watched The Little Mermaid last night while I was drinking bourbon. It was the strangest experience, but I do the work for this show. So uh, I want to tell you the reason why I chose The Little Mermaid and Ariel, who is the Disney princess, is that she is the only Disney princess who's actually a submarine. Check, please. I'm out of here. Seriously. Seriously. Is, you're right. No, really, you're right. It's 2021. Right. She can identify as a warship. She, he, no, he, but she's a submarine. She goes under the ocean. She's not just a warship. She's a submarine. How cool is that? Solid work there, Pocahontas. <laughs> but technically, isn't she like a fish? Like half well, see, she's can a, she uh, can she emerge from the surface yes. when it's frozen? Yes, 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 exactly. So you are right on top of it. So let me tell oh, you, that, like, ain't that maleficent? <laughs> Not the word, I don't think. <laughs> but here's the deal. Actually, I see you and I'm doing here, folks. I see what you're doing here, but let me tell you this. Did you know that The Little Mermaid is actually based on a Danish literary fairy tale written by Hans Christian Andersen? Did you I know love that? Danishes. It's like a donut without the hole in the middle. That's it, exactly. No, it's actually, this story goes way back. It's an old story, but Disney sort of remade it. In 1989, they released this film called... The Little Mermaid, right? And if, for those of you who don't know or haven't seen it, here's a little spoiler alert. It's the story of a mermaid princess named Ariel who dreams of becoming a human and falls in love with a human prince named Eric, which is such a great prince name, Prince Eric, which leads her to make a magic deal with the sea witch Ursula to become a human to be with him. So here's the deal. I watched this movie with a mindset of X Factor and I wanted to see what sort of X Factor characteristics does Ariel have? She's a Disney princess. And my goodness, she is the ultimate entrepreneur. 
That's she what mortgaged, I. She sold her body for legs. She mortgaged her soul. No, it's exactly She's right. She's a prostitute. She <laughs> sold her body. Well, become right. human and have legs. Well, hey, she did, but listen, we're all. Body. She sold her voice, but 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 still, we are, she, John, we're all prostitutes. We just all sell a different part of ourselves. Exactly, exactly. But yeah. the way she took a risk. But but let me tell you a little bit about the film. It was a huge commercial success in 1989. 84 million uh, domestic uh, box office and original release. Released 233 million overall gross. And here's the deal Little Mermaid was given credit to breathing life back into Disney animated films because they had just struggled for a long time. They released this and it became. Did you hear there, folks? Mermaid breathing, mermaid breathing. It's, it's, I'm bringing this all to The you. nuance is just uh, incredible. Incredible there. Yeah. And then um, this this movie became the start of an era known as the Disney Renaissance. They came out with a bunch of different films after that, and they uh, and and, um, and then eventually became very successful bringing this these these cartoon films back into the movie theaters. In fact, this was uh, this won two Academy Awards for best original score and best original song. Like I just played, Under the Sea was the was the very popular song from that movie but here's some here's some reasons but why back, though, it wasn't even original the they movie stole the whole little mermaid concept from tom hanks and daryl hannah's movie splash. splash yeah no actually that came out before little mermaid it, it yes, it's actually see? Little... so we're talking intellectual property theft here tom hanks well, it's uh oh, pretty interesting too but again disney does it their disney way but let me tell you some characteristics of Ariel. So she didn't want to be a mermaid anymore. She was tired with the status quo. She wanted to do something different. She was a nonconformist, right? She wanted. She was a rebel, and she also was headstrong. She was curious, and she didn't want to be normal. She didn't want to be a normal mermaid. How many? How many? You know, entrepreneurs relate to that. They don't want to just have a nine to five job. They don't want to just go to work, get a paycheck. They want to do something different. And everyone around Ariel tried to talk her out of it. They said, oh, you know, you don't want to be a human. Humans are this, humans are that. You don't want to be part of that culture. But um, she didn't listen to him. She was stubborn and headstrong, and she had a goal. She, and she was willing to do whatever it took to reach that goal. She wanted to get to, she wanted to get to, uh, you know, the, the land and, and, and grow legs and fall in love with a prince, right? She wanted to do something different. Uh, and the thing is, she... She's willing to sacrifice to make that happen. And that's the thing that is, uh, to, spoke to me as an entrepreneur, willing to sacrifice everything to, to be able to uh, achieve your goals. Hold on, I'm going to shut this When door. you're talking about sacrificing things, John, and sacrificing everything and going yeah. from animal to human, yeah. both of your dogs walked out of your room. <laughs> I noticed that, yeah. You're talking about like they're like afraid you're going to sacrifice them. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't do that to them. They're no. they're too sweet. They're uh, yeah. But can we but, get back to the uh, the truth, really? Sure. The truth. Yeah. You chose Ariel for one reason, and this whole thing is a cover up for the reason right. you chose Ariel. You have a thing for redheads. You're like, oh, Ariel, she's a mermaid. She's a fin. She doesn't have legs. She's a submarine. No, she's a redhead, and you have a thing for redheads because they're crazy. They are crazy. And like no, I, don't wild a, side. I don't have a thing for them, but um, I didn't even think she was a redhead. I just had to think about that. Hang, hang uh, on, hang on. 
Yeah. Um, Gilligan's Island. Remember watching Ooh, Gilligan's yeah. Island as All a right. kid? All right. Ginger. ginger or Marianne? Yeah, Ginger. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, she was a redhead. <laughs> Hell, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that could be. Could be. Um, maybe. Just maybe. I'm spitballing here. It could be. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I look at I look at you know my story as an entrepreneur. I didn't like working in corporate America. I didn't like the nine to five, and and I wanted to do something different. I wanted to leave, start my own business. And a lot of people tried to talk me out of it. A lot of people say, "Hey, you know, small businesses fail. There's a lot of risk, you know." And you wanted, uh, and you wanted legs, and you were willing to pay a price for a pair of legs. Yeah. And so I, I, I did whatever it took to, to be able to become an entrepreneur. I took a lot of risk and I went there. This is Ariel. I mean, this is what Ariel did. Now, let, let's talk a little bit about mermaids, right? You know, mermaids are, you know, this thing that sailors apparently have seen for centuries, right? Do you see any when you're on your submarine? I did not see any. Uh, did mermaids? any of your uh, shipmates allege you know, like, of course, you didn't see any UFOs down there. We learned that in the last episode. No UFOs. Out episode 31 or 29, if you count like Parker. Um, yeah. But John did a Reddit, Ask Me Anything. Yeah. You can go back and find that at Reddit. It's awesome. But half of the questions were, did you see any UFOs underwater? Yeah, it was all about UFOs. So, so um, you didn't see UFOs. Did you guys see anything that vaguely resembled a mermaid? I mean, we saw flying fish, dolphins, that was whales, it. but that was it. nothing no, nothing that looked like a mermaid. And think about a mermaid. It's half what? It's supposed to be half woman, half fish. Wait, but is it, isn't there like male mermaids too or no? Well, in the, in the cartoon, there are mermen uh, and mer, mermaids, mermans, men's, and mermaids. There are all sorts of mer pronouns now, apparently. Yeah. yeah. But in, in the in the stories of old, it's only been mermaids because typically it was only male sailors that would see these mermaids. But you think about it, they're half woman, half fish. And, with, and men supposedly are attracted to mermaids. But it things like they got the wrong half, I don't know, just... Typically, they're portrayed as not wearing any, they're topless, if you ever see the, the old stories of mermaids, they're topless. John, you're wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, turn around and show us the enormous topless mermaid tattoo on your back that you got. I don't have one. I don't have one. But um, now you're just lying to the public. But what I'm saying is it's half fish, half woman, but they got the wrong half. I don't know. I just don't get it. But um, one of the two tattoos John has. <laughs> but um, you know the other one, Parker. The, the the other one. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Oh, you're an employee of his. I should hope you haven't seen it. John has a W tattooed on each butt cheek. W. When he bends over, it says "Wow." When he bends over upside down, it says "Mom." Oh, wow. <laughs> See, I am just a purveyor of truth on this podcast. I am the voice of reason. And meanwhile, you're a, a Navy veteran, tattooed Navy veteran uh, pervert with a redhead fetish. Yeah, I need to I need to be let off this ride. I'm feeling Disney. <laughs> Jeez. 
<laughs> yeah. That was the beauty, Parker. Usually you're a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've taken this great we've taken this great this great kids show, kids movie. It's just made it the most disturbing discussion ever. Uh, but anyways, uh, I think Ariel is, uh, she has the heart of an entrepreneur and that's why she has the X factor. So there you go, Mrs. James Elliott. Hopefully I did it justice. Way to wreck it there, Ralph. Way to wreck it. Uh, Coach Brew, I, I hope that you can untangle what I just did. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, we might have to enter our uh, candidates here uh, for X Factor Disney princesses into the princess protection program. <laughs> yes. Which is also a Disney movie. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, sure is. I mean, it ain't the Princess Diaries, but it is a Disney movie. Okay. Um, so what you have shared with us is proof of my premise with this very uh, subject. Sex sells. Okay. Sex sells. Wait, this is these are kids movies. I think. Not so fast, my friend. All right. You're talking about topless mermaids that naval seamen witness underwater. Yes. Or you're not. And you got a thing for redheads. So the whole thing is proof of my premise, and that is that sex sells. And here is the Disney princess that I have chosen. Um, she, well, before I tell you yeah. who I chose, uh, I will explain the why behind this. And I'll do that in the form of a little story. When my kids were four and six years old, respectively, uh, we took them on their first trip to Walt Disney World. Aha. And Disney World, for an entrepreneur, especially an entrepreneur like you or me, you or I, whichever, however it goes, um, it's a marketer's dream to witness the customer experience and how they do what they do. Because right when you thought Disney couldn't extract any more money from your wallet and your bank account, they came up with this upsell. And when I say upsell, think about what they've already extracted from your bank account before we participated in this activity I'm about to share with you. Um, we bought tickets to the park, a couple hundred bucks each. We bought fast passes, upsell number one. Right. Um, to quote, save money, you should stay on property. You won't have any travel expenses and you'll be right there. Upsell number two, stay in one of the basically dorms, aren't hotels, let's call them what they are, dorms, right? When you walk in the dorm, you're not in a lobby where you check in, you walk into a gift shop. Right. And then you check in. <clears throat> After you go on every single ride, what's at the end of the ride? A gift shop. They are experts at extracting money from your wallets. And when you stay in the dorm, you could eat you know, anywhere you want, you get takeout, you can do whatever, or they make it more advantageous for you to purchase a meal plan while you're there. Mm. I mean, it's like a week at college. Yep. You know, here's your tuition, you know, your ticket, here's your room and board. 
okay? And you just use your, your ID band to check in for all these different things. I mean, it's like the, the college kid with his key around his lanyard, you know, around his lanyard, right. his neck. It's genius how they've done what they've done. It's next level what I'm about to share with you, as if all that other stuff wasn't next level. This is X Factor. They offer a Disney princess breakfast at the Magic Castle. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. So for, for $250 a child, oh. your kid can have breakfast and be photographed, and you got to pay extra for the picture with their favorite Disney princesses. They can eat with them, and the Disney princess kind of circulate around the room and talk to the kids. Are they the real, like the real ones, like the, the real, real people princess. dressed up as each of the characters? Wait, wait, wait! They're not Superbella. even the real, not even the real character. I mean, they're just uh, uh, somebody dressed up in a suit. Actors dressed as Snow White, Belle, um, Jasmine, you know, Cinderella, Jasmine, Pocahontas, Pocahontas, all of them, Mulan. Yeah. So for two hundred and fifty dollars a kid. And then I think it's like $165 a parent. So they're extracting damn near 750 bucks from a family of four like mine. Quick math, 500, Yeah, about seven or 800 bucks for breakfast. A breakfast that is maybe possibly the same breakfast you get in the dorm. Right. It's on like actual plates, not paper plates. There's actual silverware, not plastic sporks. Shout out to the inventor of the spork. Um, so it's slightly better, maybe, in terms of, like, yeah, setup. And you're paying for the access to the princesses. Now, here is the most X factor of all the princesses. Jasmine. Jasmine from Aladdin? And here's why. All right. All the other princesses were... Um, very highly sought after by all the kids to be photographed with and to meet and get their autograph and ask questions and talk to and have breakfast with. Jasmine, who was scantily oh, clad, uh, every single dad yeah. <laughs> at that breakfast in the castle wanted their picture with Jasmine and, you know, arm around jasmine and she's like oh hey guy uh my my eyes are up here look at the camera not my chest like like she was first of all she's voluptuous she's stacked uh very fit um yeah. like not wearing a whole lot of clothing just like the jasmine in you know the aladdin movies anyway all the guys couldn't take their eyes off of jasmine i'm sitting there with my wife i'm like this is amazing she's like what i said you remember the movie Toy Story? She's like, yeah. I said, you know how, like, first of all, every parent takes their kid to Toy Story. Yeah. And like, oh, I got to suffer through this children's movie. And if you don't know Toy Story, like, there's adult humor in there. There are not, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. not like, like X-rated adult no, humor no. language, but there's like adult jokes. Like, uh, was it where he slides down the chute into a litter box. And he thinks they're toys. He's like, oh, hey, look, a sandbox with Lincoln Logs. And the other character looks at him. He's like, those aren't Lincoln Logs. Those litter box of turds. Like, the kids don't know what Lincoln Logs are. 
Right, right. Well, the adults played do. with Lincoln Logs as kids, and we know they landed in a pile of shit. So, like, this was kind of the live, in-person version of that. There was entertainment for the parents. The dads got to check out Jasmine. Some of the moms checked out Jasmine, looking at her in admiration. And some of the other moms are smacking their husbands upside the head for gawking at Jasmine or getting her picture or autograph. But my point is, it's brilliant marketing. It's appealing to a broader audience than just the kid at $250 a breakfast. You know, I can just see the the, 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 the family video of, of the dad who's filming filming their kids enjoying breakfast with all the yep. different Disney princesses <laughs> and the camera Absolutely. Kind of over and locks in on Jasmine. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, uh, just for fun. I just said Jasmine character in Disney. I just looked up some photos. Uh, I don't remember ever seeing her uh, at Disney, but yeah, I can see where this could be a distraction for the fathers in that room. Yeah. Um, and, and, to what extent does sex sell? Something like 70%, 70 to 75% of all the internet's traffic is to porn sites. In 2019 alone, 42 billion visits, billion with a B, were paid to Pornhub.com. Mm. That's 115 million visits a day. And do you think more or less people during the quarantine of 2020 went to that site while they're locked up at home, right? Yeah. People, newsflash, hate to break it to you all, people are interested in sex. According to the Journal of Sex Research, men think about sex 19 times a day, while women think about sex 10 times a day. Mm. I, I would add this statistic. 99% of all men think about sex at least 19 times a day. The mm. other 1% are lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay so like why not if you're an advertiser why not capitalize on such a popular interest right yeah, well, but think about know, like the Calvin Klein jeans commercials yeah the underwear commercials Victoria's Secret created a whole fashion show because sex sells has Jasmine has Jasmine ever come under fire for being, you know, that sort of a, a sexy kind of like a, like an unrealistic body um, image? I don't think like so. I mean, part of that is that because she's not, not a, a white female. Ah, okay. Honestly, that's that's my take on it. Because you uh, know, Barbie gets gets a lot of crap for being her. Barbie's baby. a blonde-haired white female. You know. Good point. Um, hashtag cancel Barbie. But it, but seriously, like we we uh, monetize eyeballs, and if you can get more eyeballs on your product because people are scantily clad, or there's a pop, there's a percentage of your audience that you need to find a way to keep engaged and not be miserable during a really expensive breakfast. You're gonna do that if you're a smart marketer like Disney is. And I believe that is why Jasmine was there and that is why Jasmine was dressed the way she was. Huh. But I wonder if you look at the Disney princess uh, breakfast uh, ad, I'm just gonna look it up. You go. Uh, if it puts her in the front row. Uh, I wonder if they, I wonder if they do Don't that. we have a show producer to look this up for us, John? Yeah, I thought we had a show producer. Not 
distracted. And Sex was first used to sell products back in 1871, according to World Heritage Encyclopedia. If you don't know what encyclopedia is, kids, ask your grandparents. They'll tell you. It's like uh, Wikipedia on a stone tablet. Um, but the earliest form of using sex in advertising was by, go figure, a tobacco company called Pearl Tobacco. And the mm. cigarette package displayed an image of a naked maiden. Not a mermaid, but close. A naked maiden. Maiden, okay. Back in the 1800s, John. Wow, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's yep. just a natural instinct, a natural curiosity for the sexes to go look at stuff. But I did find one photo of the, you know, come to meeting, uh, meeting the Disney princesses at a princess and pirate breakfast. And they have her in the back row. Uh, but um, but she is prominently displayed in her yep. scantily clad outfit, though. So and you know it works both ways, like uh, Dolce and Gabbana underwear, uh, yeah. Capricorn men's underwear. Remember Marky Mark wearing nothing but those tight little boxer briefs on billboards yep. all over America. Say so it's not gender specific; it's universal. It is. No, it's Disney. So my question would be: Is like I wonder on like from a female's perspective on the male's side for Disney, like princes or, or kings or, or whatever, ah. who would be like the... Gaston. Gaston and and, and Prince Eric. Yeah. Eric. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. No, it's a, it's a good point. If you look at the Disney princes, they're all look, they, they are all the same character, right? They're, they're yeah. V-shaped, they're tall. They tall, have... dark, and handsome, yep. All flowing hair. They're you know, yeah. They're uh, all they're all very fit, very right, yeah. right. And they don't realize how beautiful they are, which is you know like 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 yeah, like us, you know, like the host of this show. Yeah. So all I could find online was the the it was the Cinderella one and um I think like Sleeping Beauty or something like that, some sort of dinner like Cinderella and Maleficent and all them. So. Yeah. But, you know, what makes, so what makes Jasmine the X Factor is it brings in dads to spend money. Is that what your premise is? In part, yeah. My point really is that sex sells and um, finding, you know, Disney is, she's just the vessel. Okay. Disney has used Jasmine as the vessel to engage uh, a part of their audience that probably wouldn't be terribly engaged in that experience. And it's a premium price you're paying for that experience there. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, well, certainly, I would say this is that Disney really capitalized on this princess theme. Um, you know, they had Cinderella was the first princess in 1950. 1959 was Sleeping Beauty with Aurora. And then there was no other, there's 30 years before we, as I talked about, Little Mermaid came out in 1989, but then it was Little Mermaid, 1989. Then it was Beauty and the Beast with Belle, 1991, Jasmine with Aladdin, 1992, Pocahontas uh, in 1995, Mulan in 1998. So they were just beating that princess drum like there's no tomorrow. Not, they found not quite important. as much as the Rocky movies, but... No, but you can see that there is definitely a theme going on here where they just said, whoa, 
that really worked with Little Mermaid. Let's just keep banging that drum. And they did. And it's that. also a cartoon. They have toys yeah. and products. It's a brand within a brand. Well, I think it was, you know, they found something that appealed to the little girls, you know, or in general, most girls, that they could look at this heroic figure or this, you know, lead lead figure and they could buy the toys, right? They had they had all the boy stuff, the Toy Story and the other, you know, cartoons and things like that, that, uh, you know, and then they wanted it. They needed to have something the girls want to do. I know but, every time I'm at Disney, the girls are all wearing the dresses. The girls are dressed as the princesses walking around. They're probably paying $200 for those kids, you know, you know, Ariel oh, yeah. costume or Belle costume or Mulan costume. So, yep. yeah, yeah. So it's uh, masters at extracting every last penny from your wallet. Uh, they are masters at that. They really are. Uh, but they, but they do provide a quality entertainment. I mean, you know, you go to those parks, they're clean. They're, um, you know, you get, you get family entertainment, you get uh, a, a lot of in, ex experiences that your kids won't get anywhere else that they, they come home and they, you know, like I had, I had breakfast with Jasmine, you know, and, uh, and that's boy, did she have cleavage. They know what that is, but yeah, my right. dads do. Yeah, the dads do. That's so. Uh, I wonder if that's a whole thing. If you look, can you find videos of dads uh, getting caught filming Jasmine? Oh, character I, I'm, breakfasts. I'll look that up. Well, that's what our show producer is for, John. <laughs> Get to work, uh, partner. I want to know this, but but your audience wants to know this because sex sells. But here's the deal. When you've got a formula that wins as a business leader, as a, as a entrepreneur, you better hit that. You keep, you keep banging that drum. I mean, they figured it out. They went 89, 91, 92, 95, 98, all Disney princess movies, because they saw that sold, that brought the audiences, that brought the merch, right. that brought the people into the parks, that bought all this stuff. It's crazy. I never noticed it, it happened like that, but. John, I will say this. I am shocked that you chose The Little Mermaid. Why is that? Because knowing your affinity for uh, little people, midgets, <laughs> can we call them midgets, or do we have to call them little people or dwarves? I'm <laughs> amazed you didn't choose Snow White. Yeah, you know. Um... Because literally, folks, let's rewind this. Let me explain. Uh, <laughs> last week when we were recording, we're talking about doing a listener trip with us Yes. Record some live podcasts on the bourbon trail. Yes. And um, John came up with the, uh, I'd call it a brilliant idea, but I'm just going to call it an idea. Yeah. That it'd be cool, his words, not mine, um, if we had our own midget that traveled with us. Um. I suggested just like something very inclusive and politically correct, like a beer wench in a French maid costume. He suggested we have our own midget. Right, right, right. But let me just. You can see why my mind went to you choosing Snow White. What is the theme of this podcast? Be different or be invisible. So what is more different than having a midget no, no. driver on a bourbon tour? It, it, having seven of them. I mean, Snow White is next level compared to you. You want one. She has greater ambitions than you, John Rennie. Right. No, that's You true. need to level up. But I have to, I have to confess something that I, I, I am kind of creeped out by. Like I was like Oompa Loompa has bothered me. I don't know. As a child, when I saw um, 
you know, what is it called? What was that movie? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Oompa Loompas always were scary to me. And I don't know that was the fact that they were little, but they always taken little kids away. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. They just were scary creatures and I never really cared for them all much. And what were the, what were the, uh, in the Wizard of Oz, what were the little, little guys there? I don't know. Creepy too. Um, All I can tell you is if you Google image search dads with Jasmine at Disney breakfast, you'll see exactly what i'm talking about so, so, so how so, dare you doubt me listeners are you serious so, yeah holy crap am i serious so i actually i was actually gonna i was about to read this to y'all so there's these disney princesses like the actors or whatever that released a bunch of information and one of the questions they were asked from this group they were like were you hit on a lot and this is what they had to reply with jasmine uh, was the one of the princesses says, I was hit on as Pocahontas more than Mulan or Silver Mist. And it definitely has to do with the amount of clothing she's wearing. Yep, see? Uh, and then she went on to say, I've never been touched inappropriately, but there's always the family that makes the grandpa or dad get a picture alone. And they'd whisper how pretty I was or ask when I got off of work. I'd get slipped the occasional phone number on a napkin, but nothing ridiculous has ever happened. Oh, my uh, but it's probably, and then she goes on to say this. She says, but it's probably a different story for the Princess Jasmines who are wearing just a bra and parachute pants. Mm. That is that is a Disney princess actor or act actress that is literally saying that about Princess Jasmine. Yep. That's crazy. Jasmine sluts it up more than the other ones is what you're saying? Well, that's that's what she, that literally this lady online said saying. that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I can assure you, Jasmine was, uh, she definitely went to the gym and worked out. Yeah. She was not out of shape. I didn't realize they were parachute pants. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I I had a pair of uh, gray parachute pants as a kid in middle school. Did you? Yeah, I had gray parachute pants with all the zippers, you know. Made yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, spiked hair parted down the middle. Oh, wow. And um, one of those, uh, like, velour long sleeve shirts. Wow. That's I thought too, it was cool. I thought it was too really legit. Cool. Yeah, too, too legit to, to quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, our X Factor Disney princesses. And, um, I think we killed it. I, I don't. I think we were challenged, and yeah. I think we came uh, from the top rope, and we uh, we we nailed it. Yeah. If we can do that, John. Yeah. X Factor content. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone can stump the Trumps. Uh, stump the chumps. I I don't think it's possible. No. Nobody nobody can stop this train. No. It's, yeah. You hear that? It's barreling down the track straight at you. Yep, you can't stop it. We, you can't stump us. You can't come up with a subject that we can't, we can't turn into. Yeah, we're coming for you. This is the content that people come for. Train noises. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, but that's us, and we're a train, and we're coming. Absolutely, right we're coming to get you. You can't stump us. You can run, hide. Go for it. Yeah. So um, it is. I think we will have picked up uh, a new P1 listener 
in Mrs. James Elliott after this episode. Yes. Um, and we want to thank her from the uh, right from the middle of our hearts, John. Yeah. For coming up with what she thought was going to um, melt our brains and twist our little brains into a pretzel. Yep. Uh, but we rose to the occasion. I I, uh, I salute you, John. I salute Cheers. you too, Parker. Um, I salute you for your research efforts in the uh, basically the uh, fellow Disney peer-reviewed Yelp reviews of Jasmine and her wardrobe. Um, and yeah, I'd love to see what other topics our listeners come up with for X Factor content. We've had X Factor food suggested, X Factor Disney princesses, yeah. and James suggested X Factor YouTubers, which might you know that'll prove to be. Uh, you know, labor intensive for us to find a couple winners, but you know, yeah. not uh, that's not some sort of mind melding kind of thing like princesses. Someone thought princesses might be. I'm still, I, I do have to express my disappointment, John. They didn't choose Snow White. I didn't. I had to choose. You went the, the low hanging fruit of a fellow submariner. I did. I took a submariner over a um, an owner of little people. Is that right? I don't know if that's right. I don't know if I can say that. You just did. I know I can say editing it out. I know I can say this. That's 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 what I know I can say. And I got that freaking song in my head. I cannot get that song out of my head. Well, your ringtone, isn't it? (laughs) It is now. So yeah, how do you become a P1 listener? You uh, tell all your friends, you rate, review, subscribe. You suggest X Factor show topics uh, like the one we just covered in depth, in earnest, and get out of the park, I might add. And um, send us a message, thexfactorpodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube where you not only get to hear our brilliance, you get to witness it live and in living color. Yes. And um, what else, John? What else do people need to know? Anything? Well, if you want to support the show, you can go out and get some Bottom Gun Coffee because they support this show. So go to bottomguncoffee.com, buy some coffee. You support the show. You can go to either one of our websites. Ariel, I think Ariel's their mascot. It is, yeah. Um, and you can go to either one of our websites, which are located, the links are below as you're listening to this, but uh, coachbrew.com or johnsrenny.com and buy one of our books uh coach brew's got 13 books out there i've got two books out there one coming soon to be three but uh two books out there go buy, purchase one of our books you want to support the show and you want to learn something you want to you know we do have a serious side as well so if you go to our website you'll actually see a serious side to coach brew and i uh but we come together to have a little bit of fun on this podcast a little bit of fun so. um I, I think we demonstrated our serious side we do on the show. There's always a learning takeaway. We do. Yes, there's always a learning. And this one was very um, spiritual, philosophical, and humanitarian. And the learning takeaway is: How can you be like Disney and extract every last red cent from your customer to the point where it hurts their credit card so long they have to rethink their Christmas gifts eight months later? Yeah, and that's brilliant. And not only that, you want to do it again next year. If that isn't filled with love, I don't know what is. It's incredible. We've covered Disney a lot on this podcast. If you listen, go back to other 
other uh, and listen in to other. We've had the the greatest. What is it? The, the happiest place on earth, right? We covered that. Uh, Disney World. We've covered uh, destinations. Destinations. We covered Disney and uh, just Walt Disney in general as a leader and a visionary. So yeah, there's a lot of Disney in this because uh, I think they have the X factor. They've figured it out. They're one of the one of the brands out there that have figured out a way to extract money from people. They've done a miraculous job at it. And it's a product, it's a service, it's an experience, and it's something yep. you feel. Yep. Not a transaction. Right. Mm-hmm. Something you feel. Like this podcast. This is not a transaction. We haven't asked you to monetize this in any way. Nope. It's free. We're and just here for you. Something you feel. Do you feel happier? Do you feel smarter as a result of witnessing this or listening to it? If so, tell all your friends. That's all I got hmm. for you. That's it. Have a great night. Have a great day. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode of the X Factor podcast. What he said. Guys, are you tired of feeling sluggish and out of shape? Falling behind the competition? Are you losing critical performance when and where it matters most? Well, I felt the same way before I started listening to the X Factor podcast. Now I have more energy, more stamina, and more success in the bedroom.